today is your bachelorette mom. I'm not actually a bachelorette. And, and somebody I think should be a contestant on The Bachelor, my son George. Only if they allow nerdy conversations. Well, they, you know, they could have a nerdy. I mean, you had a dentist a couple of years ago as, as The Bachelorette that was um, a little nerdy, very science-based. I'd love to do a hometown and just show them the, and just actually get to stay in the hotel and show them the hotel. That'd be pretty be cool. Maybe kind of a cool little uh, date sort of thing. Yeah. Okay, so so um, last week we gave you sort of a primer on what the Bachelor Bachelorette um, franchise is about, and um, you actually come because we host family dinners on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. You actually come over and and watch it with me. It's been a long-standing, somewhat um, tradition here. Yeah. So I thought I'd start today with talking about some of the watching traditions for bachelorette and bachelor we didn't discuss that last week but there are um viewing parties we saw some of that in um one of the um episodes here with peter at that he like kind of ambushed some of the uh viewing parties and just kind of like hey everybody what's up everyone was like ah! yeah no it's it's sort of a tradition with um the women are men tell all um and then sometimes with the after rose the live performances that they um show some of those but it's a fairly big tradition for members of bachelor nation and and bachelor nation is really those um contestants and leads mm-hmm. that have chosen to stay sort of involved and are in good with the franchise yeah and okay? we listened to we listened to a podcast on that yep so so uh Members of Bachelor Nation will crash viewing parties. And it's it's kind of traditional to have um, viewing parties, mostly women, but sometimes mixed couples, sometimes um, uh, sometimes men. There are broses. We t- discussed that last week. Yep, broses. Okay. Um, and a lot of those have a theme where all the food will be rose-themed, like vegetables cut into roses and all sorts of things um one of the ones we saw um shown on the women tell all was one in which all the um all the people attending the party came dressed as flight attendants that yes which was which was which was pretty cute um i had a friend who used to host it in her hot tub and they'd all in her hot tub yeah she used to host it in her she had a big hot tub and and she used to host eight to ten friends and she'd film it um in her hot tub drinking wine because in the early days you don't see it that much anymore but in the early days of the bachelor and bachelorette there were a lot of hot tub scenes Uh ari had a couple of hot tub scenes you see them occasionally in a pool not i think it's more of a like a bachelor i think it's more of a summertime thing and it's definitely bachelor in paradise but i think we see it more often with the uh bachelorette seasons than we do with the bachelor season because of because of the time periods in which they're filmed yeah but um but you get a lot of hot tubbing so so for a while my friend nancy was hosting a party in her oversized hot tub um but the viewing parties um can take a bit of a um a jog because much like the contestants on the show Mm -hmm. there's a lot of drinking involved um there are a lot of drinking games and and quite typical would be um choosing one or two or three words where every time you heard them on screen, um, you would take a sip of wine. It's usually wine. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. Broses might be drinking beer, but 
Um, and uh, and so one of the typical words to choose for a um, bachelor viewing party would be journey. Okay. Because you'll notice there are key words that are used mm -hmm. um, within the within the context of the show, and one of them is "I'm on my journey" or "This is our journey" or um, "This is a journey." But it, the journey's journey's a, a big word. Um, the other one is soulmate. Okay. Soulmate is also everybody's looking for their soulmate. Mm -hmm. um, so you, there are some parties that are centered around every time a certain event takes place. Like um, a lot of these have helicopter dates. So okay. you might do shots during helicopter dates. Okay. Okay. So there are a number of different kinds of viewing parties, but that has become a, a kind of a, a big thing. And um, if you let let the uh, franchise know, especially if you're based in L.A. Yeah, because they're based in L.A. You're based so. in L.A. And a lot of their a lot of the contestants, past contestants, are based in L.A. Um, if you let them know, they will occasionally crash the parties. That's a that's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Now there are bars and hotels who that sometimes host viewing parties. Yes, my hotel has hosted again lots of sports matches, but. I have heard uh, when I was back down south, we would we would have people who would come in, um, business travelers who were there like every other week or every other Monday. When Bachelor was happening, they would be all at the bar, yeah, at, so, unofficial sort of gatherings. Yeah, so I mean, there were there are um, uh, especially wine bars, mm -hmm. but um, a number of different venues that as well um, will advertise um, Bachelor or Bachelorette viewing nights, hmm. um, where you can. Uh, watch with watch with other people who also enjoy the franchise awesome yeah so viewing parties are a thing people talk to the screen while they're viewing comment wildly another viewing trend now is to twitter view and that's where you you get on twitter and you follow if if you're an avid bachelor fan and i don't follow any of them on twitter Okay. But if you're an avid Bachelor fan, there are a number of, again, past contestants. Um, there are um, Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelorette super fans like uh, Lauren Zima. Okay. Um, the, and, and then there are also people like Chris Harrison who, who tweet during, and, and Reality I don't think Steve. He's re I don't think he's really tweeting. You don't think he's, you think somebody's tweeting for him? Yes. Yeah. So, so there are people who um, will actively tweet, some of it very snarky. Um, again, Caitlin Bristow is a fun, fun tweet. Um, but will tweet while it's, while, it's on, while it's airing. And there are a lot of people who tweet view. Now, if you're going to tweet view, what you want to try to do is find a way to stream it. Um, we're in California. Yeah, but you want um, an East Coast feed. Yeah, so you want to stream it from the East Coast feed if you're going to tweet view. We get that with the Raw's War and uh, Raw and SmackDown as well, because it's again on the, primarily live on the East Coast, um, and it's where it's on a somewhat of a tape delay here in the U.S. on the in California, excuse me. So yeah, like we, we same yeah same sort of thing because when you and I go to those events, we actually show up at the at the arena at four o'clock. Mm -hmm. Um, and it and it starts filming at five. Yep. So uh, same same sort of, same sort of concept. So yeah. so if you're gonna tweet view, you want to tweet view on a live feed. You can find those. There are a couple different places and a couple different ways to um, to live stream those, um, so that you can tweet view with um, with various 
um, uh, people. One of the things we didn't really get into a lot um, last week, and I kind of wanted to touch on today, um, is that um, there are a number of forums out there. I know Reddit has a, a really active, active one, I would imagine. Yeah, it has a really, act, actually several different threads. Depends on whether you want to be spoiled or unspoiled. Yes. Okay. Um, and then the same is true. Of, there's there's a number of different bulletin boards mm -hmm. um, for um, Bachelor viewers. And there's a lot of stuff that gets leaked out there that you can find out ahead of time. So we're going to talk about this in relationship to um, what we saw last night. So first of all, we so we watched the two-part finale. Yeah. That is the after the final the the final rose and the after the final rose. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Well, I have a new hero. Well, I have two new heroes. Who are they? Uh, Hannah Ann and Barbara. <laughs> well, give, I'll, I'll feed you some snark on that so, in a couple minutes. So, um. One of the things I've always found kind of funny in, and I can imagine, and I can understand why the producers wouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. I can understand that, like, and I guess, and again, you, as you've mentioned before, like our new newest batcher, which is Carrie or Kel Claire. Claire, Claire, did this to Juan Pablo, I guess, during his season, where she basically, once it all happened, so I mean, at the end of the day, just to spoil it just a little bit, um, Peter chose Hannah Ann. Uh, well, oh, I think a, we can spoil it a lot. We're going to oh, okay. spoil it a little we're lot. Gonna, we kind of have to. Um, yeah. Hannah Ann, he chose Hannah Ann in Australia, but only because Madison left. Two days earlier. Two days earlier. And yeah. at the end of the day, like, Peter basically chose her because she was the last person there, but was super excited about it. And then I guess, like, what, a month and a half, two months later, when they're on these secret sort of... Safe house visits. Safe house visits that you mentioned SHVs. before. And again, you, you had mentioned this beforehand. Yeah. Um, he basically, Peter basically broke up with Hannah Ann. Uh-huh. Um, and Peter, like, just would not pull that goddamn trigger at all. Just could not... Just, could not get the words out of his mouth. No, couldn't get them out of his mouth. But at all. you knew she was. So and, while you were watching it, you knew she was expecting it coming. Yeah, she was just really. She just, was very clear that that's what was going to happen. Yeah, and then she leaves to go to like the bathroom or something to kind of just get a moment to herself, which is probably never happening ever again for her. Not happening anytime soon for her in most cases. Right. She um, made the round the media rounds today. I, I would imagine she did. Yeah. Um, and. Basically, she went off on Peter, like how you know you you stole this from me. You did all these horrible things. You you knew this was so special to me, and you did this to me anyways. Like you're an asshole, basically. She didn't yeah. actually use those words at all. She came pretty close though. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then at certain points here, here's the ring, crushed his hand inside the ring. I'm done with you. We're done. Leave. We're. She literally says, "We're done." Yeah, we're done. Leave. And then because he's not leaving, he's just. He's just following her, and he's just like so apoplectic. Can, and what and what you don't see is, um, and this was true with Ari as well. And Ari came back and said, "For everybody, because Ari did that to Becca, remember? Yeah, because that, and that's yeah. what spurred Becca to become the Bachelorette. Right. So, so there was with Ari, there was a that he went outside, and there was a producer who said, "You have to go back in. We need to film more footage." And you don't know if the same thing was being said to, to Peter. You don't you don't know what sort of um, there's a there's a 
I'll share some some things I've heard, and especially looking at various sites today. Mm -hmm. But I'll share some things I've heard with you that that kind of show how much bachelor, uh, how much producer manipulation there is. Okay. So so you do, and and that's one of those things you don't know. But then they brought her. So Peter's sitting there watching that, and then they bring Hannah Ann out on stage, and Mm -hmm. she gets a second shot at him in front of the live audience. Oh, she really does take up the task too. And, she, and, and she's right in doing so. Oh, absolutely. So one of the interesting little tidbits that she let out with was that um, in every instance in which The Bachelor has changed his mind, and mind you, the women have never pulled this trick. No. It's, the women have never changed their mind. So far, there have been three men who have, but, but the women haven't. Um, every single time it's been, I still have feelings for the other, the other person, the other finalist. Mm-hmm. I, still, I, I, I haven't been able to let go of that other person. In this one, he also, and she lets us know, um, in, in when she's live on stage, that he's also said he he doesn't have closure with Hannah Brown yet, even though we see Hannah Brown, which who was the previous Bachelorette, and he was a, a, the third place finisher for that. Yeah. Um, we see him with Hannah Brown on episodes one and two, and on yeah. episode two, it looks like they do get closure. Yeah. But he actually asked Han, um, Hannah Ann if he can talk to Hannah Brown to get closure with Hannah Brown as well. It's not just uh, Madison that he's that he's having issues with. Yeah. I'm, I, I love how fiery she was about it because mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, somebody who's up, you know, because again, I mean, like I can only imagine their point of view. But I'm just wait. I was always waiting for somebody to just kind of be like when they didn't get that final. When then, as an example, when the final ro- when like when Chris Harrison comes out, and it's like, well, ladies, it's the final rose. And then Peter obviously gives it to this next person, and he's like, you know, Chelsea or whoever it was. You know, will you accept this final rose? I'm always been wanting and waiting for a girl in the background to just be like, that's well, horseshit. Why are you giving her the glass goddamn rose? You and me had a thick. I'm waiting for one of them to just freak out like that. Caitlin started to on Chris Solis. Um, she was one of the final three, mm-hmm. and um, we all knew he hadn't slept with Becca because Becca had said he wasn't. She wasn't going to a different Becca. Okay. Um, and um, and Nobody all just goes by Rebecca at all. That's all. No, Becca I know, I know. It's strange. So bizarre. So, and it used to be Becky, but um, that too. But um, when when Chris Solis walks her out to the car, she says, why? I don't get this. I don't understand. And she starts to go off on him, and then they very quickly put her in the car. Um, but a couple of times people have gone off um, on the final one when they weren't chosen. You know, my, one of my favorites was with, with uh, Sean Lowe and Leslie. He, you know, because what they do is they encourage whoever the contestant is to tell about their their love i love you so much this journey has meant so much to me and i see building a life with you and i'm looking so forward to and they don't stop them until it's gone on for a couple of minutes and then they and then they say i love you or i i care very much about you but my heart is somewhere else or i have to follow my heart or it's some sort of um i or i love somebody else more sort of thing and um and and usually the the contestant is so stunned that they're like oh and the and and well i'll walk you out yeah and everything so a couple of times it hasn't been that 
Um, Sean Lowe, Leslie literally took off her heels because apparently they were uncomfortable, took off her heels and said, I'm, said, said, no, you don't need to say anything else and walked herself out Yeah. with the heels off. And as she took off her heels, the live audience was applauding because it is, was kind of a fine, we're done. Um, Ben Flanick with, um, with Ashley, uh, uh, when she started into It's Not You, he said, no, that's enough. I, I don't think I need to hear any more. If it starts like that, it's going to end badly. And and took off. And which is much how he became The Bachelor because people, again, applauded that moment. Yeah. Um, and and that was that was a big thing. Claire does it famously with Juan Pablo in which she literally says, you let me go through all that. I wouldn't want you as the father of my children. Um, and I and, got to see it for myself because they, they, they shared it last night. They did. They shared it last night. And and um, Nick as well. Nick had been um, a finalist in, in Andy's season. Andy goes over early rather than having him show up at the final rose ceremony. Andy goes over to where he's staying early and, and tells him. And he tells her, I think you're wrong. I think what you're doing is wrong. I think you're wrong. Um, when when he's this this the runner up the following season in Caitlin's season, um, he says, "I thought you and I had an agreement that you would tell you would let me go early if it wasn't me." And and um, and he famously throws the ring in the car. Um, so his was rather rather uh, rambunctious as well. But, I mean, it isn't very often that you get that. Well, we need to talk about those. We need to talk about one of the other unsung heroes of this. Okay. Um, but to, to, to explain that, though, we need to talk about Madison a bit. Okay. So, but, and if only just because one of the podcasts we, we, I watched was basically about Madison throwing a monkey wrench in. And it's how she was very similar to Luke P in that regard of throwing that monkey wrench in. Um, which and I think was also the entire reason why they had everybody in the same house again, right? Uh, or in this back in, during the fantasy suites element. Okay, so we so which podcast is this? Um, the two former bachelorettes, Becca, the Bachelor ha- Happy Hour. Yes, uh-huh. and so um, this is this is Rachel Lindsay Har- and and Becca Kufrin. Yeah, and they had um, Chris Harrison on there with them. Mm-hmm. Very sanitized version of that at the end of the day. No spoilers. I mean, like, even in even in that podcast, Chris Harrison says, like, we don't know how this will end. Well, okay. So, so remember that there's a real difference between sort of the sanctioned kind of Bachelor Nation podcast. Yes, which is, this is clearly was one of the Almost famous um, uh, Vial Files. There are mm-hmm. a number of them. Those are pretty sanitized, and they're not going to, they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. No, no, no. Because that, that hand gets them... Like like Bachelor Bachelor Happy Hour had had Hannah Ann on today. Well, they had and they had Chris Harrison on. Yeah, so you know, so you, don't, you won't get that if you're trying to pull the details out, like the uh, the stuff they don't want you to know. Yeah, and especially with uh, Reality Steve with the Luke P. Those were very different podcasts at the end of the day. Um, so, what was your experience with the Bachelor Nation podcast? Which I thought that was an interesting one. I chose it for an obvious reason. No, no, I. I I liked it a lot, if only because they were very much talking about kind of somewhat of their differences in their seasons versus what happened, um, but also really making a point about talking about Madison at the end of the day and how mm-hmm. much this was 
you know, how much Peter couldn't catch a break at all. Right. Um, I was expecting a little bit more about Victoria F., if only just because I think everyone... Because, again, I had read this article uh, about Victoria F. where people were alluding to her being this season's Luke P. Yeah. And... This season's villain, yeah. Yeah, and I don't... Well, did you read the Flair article? So so Charlene, Charlene Joints... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that I'm was an interesting perspective of yeah. of her. Yeah, um, yeah, and kind of get, get, I I take away from the article that a lot more people hate Victoria P Victoria F here a lot more than even I that I disliked her. But at the end of the day, I also liked her because she was that monkey wrench, and I enjoy a good monkey wrench in 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 the, in the, in the machine. Smooth sailing makes it interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a, you know, in in this entire season was just it was just a. Peter did not have an easy time anywhere in this season. But he wasn't going to. I think I think the most insightful thing that I heard all season was when Kelly said it doesn't have to be difficult. No, it doesn't. So And and he just wants it difficult. So so, so you heard them talk about about Madison and compare mm-hmm. them compare him her her uh, to Luke P in a way. And yeah. I, I just don't you know, I and I don't remember previous episodes where she had made a deal about her faith at all. She brought it up once or twice, but she she didn't make a big issue out yeah, of it. Yeah, and then suddenly now to make a bigger issue out of it was certainly odd. You would have thought that that might have come up more more in the um, uh, hometowns if that was going to be the case, because that's yeah. where you would have started planting the seed as that being a potential issue in the future. But that was just that was not the hometown that I that I that I remember watching at all. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, here like Madison leaves. But um, but even before we even get to this element here, um, Peter is taking his you know taking the Madison ahead and to go meet his parents. Right. Um, and Barbara, I don't know, I, I don't know what happened here, but Barbara has quite an opinion about who it needs to be. Right. And this crying scene that we see throughout the entire season. So previews in the previews, in the yeah. previews, we keep saying, you know, Barbara just bring her, bring her back, back bring, bring her back, home. bring her home. It's just like, and we all thought it was like this case where, like, did one of them leave and Luke really wants that one, which we thought what it might have been Madison at this point yeah. here, and like she's like, bring bring the one you love home. We thought it was like this nice glorious thing. Yeah. No, she wanted Hannah Ann the entire yeah. time. She did not like Madison. And this is when Madison's still there. And Hannah Ann's still there, so nobody's left early at this point when no. she's having her little cry fast. Mm-hmm. And she, and again, when he has the two pri- the private time with them afterwards, she is just, it, it's as if her emotions got cranked up to 11, and she was just waterworks. And, and She lives at 11, though, because, because later on in the episode, when he tells his parents who he chose. Oh, she she's is crying. crying. She is, and it's the person he she wanted too. Yeah. And well, she she's crying as though like it was the not the person she wanted at the end of it. But no, she was so animated and so more so than than you would think a person would be. So one of the tidbits that came out today during Hannah Ann's um, when she was interviewing around was that um, that she she and Barb were talking once it was in, once uh, Peter had told them told his family that they were engaged. Um, she and and Barb were FaceTiming once a day. 
Oh. And so when she broke up with Peter, it was she said it was I had to stop that because I couldn't I couldn't separate myself from Peter without separating myself from her, and it was like I had two breakups. And I thought, gosh, that's really interesting. What mom? And I speak this as a mother with a married son. What mom has any expectation that they're going to speak to their 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 daughter-in-law every day for any well, period of time? That's a. I mean, maybe like once a week. Every once a week, maybe every other week. You know. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're trying to get to know these people and. I, I, hey, I, how I, involved are you going to be? I don't want to be that involved in somebody else's life. I, I'm going to make a claim here, and that Peter lives at home. Peter does live at home, and and and, and on a certain sense, that does kind of make sense because if if He's you're a, a pilot, pilot, yeah, you know, like you're away, you're away for probably like three or four, maybe five days out of the week. Like renting an apartment or renting a house may not be the most doesn't op- make sense. Doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, so living at home clearly makes sense. Is I bet you he's not living at home right now. No, no, well, not anymore. <laughs> but we, we, we got to kind of, uh, got to kind of tempt that here a little bit. Yeah. Um, so again, so Peter ends up leaving Hannah Ann in this kind of violent. You know, she's very much does not want anything to do with them. That that much is clear. And then Chris Harrison goes all the way to Auburn to go meet with Madison. So, so how much dirt do you behind the scenes dirt do you want? Yeah, all of it. Okay. So here's the rumor, and I'd heard the, I heard some of this before. Okay. Um, but but was able to pick up more of it on some Reddit and some other sites today, and in, in getting ready for this. Okay. And even Reality Steve uh, alluded to some of it today. Okay. Okay. So, um, the breakup happens, depending on who you believe. The franchise wants you to believe that the breakup happens um, right before Super Bowl weekend, during Super Bowl week, it's the last week of January. Okay. And I'm willing to believe that that's when it happens. Okay. And and all. There were rumors out there um, for several months, actually, that he was having um, a relationship with um, his producer, Julia LaPlaca. And um, and you'll find that if you search for Peter Julie, you'll you'll find it. Um, so there were rumors out there that he was was they that they were hooking up. Is is probably the best term I've heard. So then there was um, and and I think everybody sort of put both Hannah Ann and Peter together in the right before New Year's Eve in Vegas. Okay. And then he was in New York as part of the ABC's uh, New Year's Day celebration on New Year's Eve. Um, and then they didn't see each other for a month. That's alluded to, actually openly said. Okay. In, um, in the breakup scene, that they didn't see each other for a month. Okay. Which is, is not necessarily typical. Usually they see each other every two to three weeks. Okay. Um, during, during the time that they're waiting to air. Because they want to keep the, the couple together and happy. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they hadn't seen each other for a month when the breakup occurs. There were rumors floating around that at Super Bowl he was acting like a single guy, that he was flirting, he was hitting women up. Um, there, there were things posted, actually even during the Super Bowl, about the fact that he was single. Then there were rumors of people who said they hooked up with him um, and slept with him during early February. And one of the rumors even included Kelly Flanagan. Okay, and I'd seen it seen in early February something about 
about he and Kelly Flanagan were seen together or somebody this, said... This is the Kelly from the season, right? This is Kelly from okay. the season. And so when she didn't show up at the Women Tell All... That was your thought process. Yeah, my thought, my thought was, well, she, they couldn't have her at the Women Tell All because she might leak that she knows information that she slept with Peter, that she whatever. Or it um, could have been that she... You know, I, Because I, I'm... My problem with a lot of this, a lot of this knowledge here is that if you want to throw people off the scent, this is kind of what you would do at the end of the day, too. Yeah, you, you would. Know, yeah, you, you you would throw people off the scent by acting like a single guy or any number of different things. Yeah. Or you might go out with your producer or other, or might make it look like you're out with other women. Well, if well you okay, throw, okay. throw people off the set, off the step. And and production actually posted pictures or or had people who were Bachelor Nation people post pictures of Peter with Julie. Oh. So the production was feeding it too. Chris yeah. Harrison posted a picture um, that included her. Um, so production was feeding it as well because it feeds interest in the final episode. Absolutely. And the, and the rumors were out there. And and, the, and, the, and even in the final episode, they kept making allusions to, we don't know how this ends. We don't know how this ends. And there are obviously publications that get information directly from production, mm-hmm. from, from the franchise. And, and so you know when they print something... It's kind of sanctioned, and some of those some of those publications were the people printing the the Julie Laplaca uh, rumors. Okay, so where there were all these rumors um, floating around uh, about Peter's behavior, and then mid mid February, um, Chris Harrison flies out. Now, not all the rumors are fed by Bachelor Nation. Some of those rumors are, are on Reddit, which they can't control. Mm-hmm. And are talking about him behaving single, him hooking up with people, and if you wanted to bring that back under control, you'd force a reunion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if he's told Hannah Ann, and 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 it's filmed in the breakup that part of the reason why he's breaking up with her is because um, he still has feelings for Madison, then if you stage the reunion, he has to kind of go along with it or else he looks like an asshole right yeah because then it's been let out that everybody yeah i broke up with you because of her but i'm not willing to to get back with her now get back with her so so that doesn't look good so one of the thoughts is that production sort of forced the reunion by flying chris out and then arranging for the two of them to to meet up because my understanding is that he had not reached out to Madison prior to that happening. Now, contra- contradicting that is the mm-hmm. fact that one of his closest friends is somebody that Madison met on the first one-on-one date, which was his parents' vow, uh, vow renew, renewal. Okay. And, and that was an episode two date. And um, that she met this woman and that she attended this woman's baby shower on February 1st, which would have put her in L.A. on February 1st. Okay. And this woman, being a close friend of Peter's, would have known, probably would have known the outcome. Ah, okay. So when, when Chris Harrison's there and she asks what happened and says she doesn't even know what happened, that's probably not true. Hmm. She probably does know what happened because... She was with, you know, somebody who's supposed to be one of his best friends, and it's a charity that he participates in quite heavily, mm. the charity that this woman runs. And she was at that baby shower on February 1st. 
So, so does everything line up? I don't know. Um, in terms of production, always saying that they didn't know what the outcome was going to be. There are lots of people, um, theories out there today that you saw people post that that was why Kelly Flanagan was in the audience. Because if Madison was going to reject Peter on stage, then much like Hannah Brown asking asking uh, Tyler Cameron if she could if they could go out for a drink, mm -hmm. he could have asked Kelly, and that that's uh. why Kelly was there. Because if you'll recall, the first thing we saw was in the in the live opening mm -hmm. before we even saw any footage air was we did see Kelly in the audience. Kelly and then, and, and he said and then he made a point of saying Kelly was in the audience and and it's important. And he says Kelly Flanagan's here and that's important. So why is that important? You never saw her again for the entire episode. Yeah. But I think if if things had failed with Madison, Kelly Flanagan was probably the backup. So at this point here, going into the show, it was wasn't a done deal that Peter and Madison were even going to get together at all, um, because again they had only it, because the episode the episode alludes to them having a meeting and a talk at one point. And then having having spoken by phone, mm -hmm. but says that they haven't seen each other. They haven't gotten back together in person. Yeah. Um, and and also. So 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 the intent was that if Madison said no, that Kelly would have come down and potentially said yes. Would have said yeah, we can we can date. Yeah. And that's what Kelly kind of wanted at the end of the day, anyway. Yeah. So she wasn't ready to you know she would have said no to her proposal too. Yeah, but she she's totally into dating because she's a smart person she's a smart person yeah she's because she's reasonable and rational yeah um, so so some of the other things that came out today um and and a couple of these i'd heard before as well is um do you recall um after the fantasy suite dates madison doesn't show up at first yeah for the she, takes a while she takes quite a while to come that was not by her choice that was production apparently driving her around in circles and not letting her come Okay, because it makes it seem like she was, because and in, in, in they did it this episode too, where like apparently Hannah Ann, you were they took it took a while for Hannah Ann to get there, and then production's like, we don't know if Hannah Ann's coming or not, and he's like, what? So so here's so okay so glad you brought that up because if you watch Bachelor Happy Hour and I think the full episode comes out on Friday, but there were clips of it today available, um, and this is again the the podcast with with Rachel Lindsay and Becca Kufrin. Okay. Yeah. So um, if you watch it, and and it's very interesting because, of course, the same thing happened with Becca and Ari. Okay. Where where she was, where she was uh, broken up, engaged, and then broken up too. With, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so they, they come from, it's, it's very interesting to watch some of the body language um, as they're talking. But um, in that, uh, Rachel and Becca ask her about, well, you had questions and you weren't going to show up. And she kind of um, brushes it off and, and says, well, I wasn't sure that I was going to be proposed to and I was uncomfortable because he didn't really give me any, any assurances the night before. And um, so I just didn't know. But she never actually says, so I thought about not coming. Or she, and she never actually says. Um, I reconsidered. Yeah, she never says that. So you wonder if it wasn't the same sort of thing where production made her be late so that they could have 
so they could moment. stress yeah so they could stress peter out because they didn't have two ceremonies because typically you have the the first person show up and and be rejected and then the second person come oh so to stretch it out okay and 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 so that's kind of what what might have happened is is the same sort of production delayed or rather than rather than, than intentional yeah and 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 being somebody who wants to be part of bachelor nation she's not going to rat it out no no i think i think for hannah ann's best possible future is to be a part of bachelor nation for the most yeah part. i think i think she's probably hoping for a shot at dances with the stars which um for melissa who was the person that jason mesnick um uh, proposed to and then rejected um, got to be on Dancing with the Stars um, Becca or um, Hannah Hannah Brown got to be on Dancing Dances with the Stars mm-hmm. um, so so certain cast members Nick Vial um, certain cast members have gotten to participate in that show which has a pretty good um, dollar ticket to it I think I want to say it's like 30000 an episode yeah that's a bad for each, ticket for each week you get to stay on so um, if Hannah Ann wants to play yeah she then is. Then she has to toe the line. So she was yeah. making all the appearances and saying all the right things today. Um, and one of them was she she kind of skirted her way around whether or not she didn't actually say whether or not she was considering not going. Yeah. Even and, though the episode kind of alludes to that. Well, the, the episode actually says it. Oh. That's... The episode, they actually tell Peter, you know, when, when Chris Harrison pulls Peter aside, he says, well, I, I just got some news. Um, Hannah Ann might not be coming. She's, yeah, she might. She might not be coming. She's reconsidering, and um, and then you know he's. You see him laying on a bed. I just can't take this today. And da 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 da. da. And then um, you, and you see Julie uh, LaBlanca in that in that uh, in that shot in that shot. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, and then Chris says, "Oh, she's going to be here." And so, so anticlimactic. It yes. is. It is. And what was interesting about that particular proposal it was the, like the least romantic proposal I've ever seen because he was like hedging it the whole time. And she was actually, you actually, when she realizes it actually is her, because she's thinking and it's she's hearing her. this that it's not her. Um, when she realizes it actually is her, she's giddy with delight. Yeah, she's but genuinely, it seems like she's genuinely surprised. She's genuinely surprised because he hedged it with, as you know, my heart has been torn. Um, you know, um, Madison went home two days ago, but he didn't tell her that until the actual proposal. He had all the previous day to tell her that. Yeah. And he didn't tell her that until the actual proposal. And and she is she said one of the comments she made today was had she known the day before when he was having such a hard time committing to her where she said, I've given you everything, you're not giving me anything back. And he said, well, my heart is still torn. If he had told her that um, Madison had already left and she knew his heart was still torn, she, she thinks she, she says she would have reacted differently. Yeah, and I, I can under I can almost completely understand that. It's like no one likes to be the winner because you were the last person competing. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like you actually won at the end of the day. You won by, you know, disqualification, or you won by, you know, you just you you won without having actually having to compete. Well, and so so one of the other things that came up today on on various sites was, um, in the actual sit down last night with Peter, mm-hmm. um, after they aired the breakup footage, uh, Chris Harrison before Hannah Ann comes out, Chris Harrison um, asked Peter 
So you broke up with her because um, you still have feelings for Madison. And he says, well, it's one of the reasons. He never he never talks about what those other reasons were. Yeah. And Hannah Ann was very careful not to today, too. Oh, okay. She said the last month was very difficult and that she should have seen the red flags when um, he asked for closure with Hannah Brown. Hmm. Um, but that, um, you know, she should have really realized that at that point, because that to her was a red flag. Why should she feel comfortable with that? Um, you know, that, so, so it was interesting to watch, to watch her talk about, talk around things, talk okay. around some of it. But what was what was clear in, in a lot of the things I've heard, um, and some of it was confirmed today, um, was how much production played a role in this. And one of the one of the things that apparently um, caused Barb. So if we can talk about Barb for a minute. A little bit more, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that caused Barb to be such a major um, role, to have such a major role in this, is that she supposedly went off on production. Uh, about a month ago when Peter had broken up with Hannah Ann she by this time had been talking to Hannah Ann for two months almost every day Mm -hmm. um, and had developed this really what she thought was very close and personal relationship Um, and when um, Chris Harrison flew out to see Madison and then brought Madison back Mm -hmm. she apparently went off on production big time and threatened to out all sorts of things unless she would get get to have her say. Now I didn't I didn't hear let out what whatever production was um, playing with and cooking with at the end of the day. Yeah, and I don't. I, and I think some of that actually does come out when she so so if you haven't seen it, she verbally assaults Madison on stage live. Oh yeah, no, she is in front of her son. There's a famous line that gets said, if you remember it. Oh, repeat it. Oh, um, you know, my son, you know, to find love, he's going to have to fail to succeed. Yeah, and she says, this is not going to work, and everybody who knows him, all his friends, all his family, everybody who knows him knows that this is not going to work. Yeah. Um, and, such a dick move. Oh, such a dick move. The other dick move is that she, when, when Chris Harrison asks her husband what he thinks, she very quickly whispers in his ear, but the mic picks it up and she speaks in Spanish. And several different people immediately on Twitter mm-hmm. posted, this is what she said in Spanish. What did she say in Spanish? Say something, help me here. Oh. Because that crowd was also very much turning on the mom as well. Right. And so she literally says, say something, help me here, to her husband in Spanish so that he'll back her up. Now, he doesn't really say much. No, no. He's very... He's, he actually... He, he actually... Um, walks a very tight, tight line. line. And I think I think he's probably torn between her and, and his son. Yeah. But um, one of the things she says is, well, this woman kept us waiting for three hours, then um, didn't apologize... And then, um, because told we me, had, because we had been on, we had just flown here and we were at jet lag. Or they, like, but they had been there for a couple of days. Come yeah, on, yeah, you, they you, hadn't just flown you, there. You climatized quickly. Their arms weren't tired. Um, 
we got to Japan and we were like ready to go that entire day. And we, we did go that entire day. We, we, we actually we, covered we, some distance. Well, I mean, and and mind you, you know, they had met Madison second, so they met Hannah Ann first, so they'd already been there for at least two days prior to yeah, that. Yeah, at least. But um, what she goes on to say, she says, you know, and she she told she told me that she wasn't madly in love with my son, and that she wouldn't accept a proposal in four days. So how am I supposed to feel about that? And I think, well, I mean, it's pretty reasonable to say, I'm still thinking, I'm not going to mislead you. And rather than respecting her honesty, mm-hmm. so of course, so of course we loved the other girl. Um, you know, so, so there's just a lot going on there. But my understanding was that um, from a couple of different sites was the whole reason why they, they, they gave Barb the floor. First of all, she was in all those promos. And yeah. people like, bring her home to us. Yeah. And then the dramatic crying video when he announces who it is. So um, she was already sort of a fan favorite from that. But um, she apparently kind of twisted production. Into, do, into this. Because she was pissed that they, they flew Chris Harrison out. And, and this is just stuff I'm reading on board. So I have no way of knowing what's true and what's not. But... But it's of sorts it makes sense. She was pissed because she she felt like production helped break them up. Ah. Um, by flying Chris Harrison out, and that they might have reconciled if they hadn't done that. Um, and she wants her friend back. She wants her friend back, or at least she doesn't want him with the other woman. Um, so that's why she was so pissed. Not your. It's not her choice at the end of the day. Well, between between Monday, you know, Monday she she um, you know controls her son and is very manipulating and cries, and he he finally snaps and tells her, "You've got to stop that. You're making this hard on me." Well, he, he says it in that episode. It's like, "Mom, mom, you got to stop. You got to stop that. You got to stop that." But um, so um, she got a lot of a lot of feedback on Twitter yesterday, and then today she just got just she doubled down quite badly. She did double down quite badly. It was not a good, not a good look. No. And especially when you consider she she turned to her husband and say, say said you know say something bad <coughs> help me here yeah and and that's that's just pretty reprehensible no no yeah it, she, do you think because most of us don't speak Spanish that we weren't going to understand that well I almost imagine that a lot of people say stuff that they don't that they would that immediately as they begin saying it they're like. No brain, stop. Why are you? Why are you going down this road? Stop. Stop that. No. No. Okay. Diary of the mouth. Now, now you just have to deal with it. Like I get, I get that all the time at work. Sometimes. Well, I've done it more than once. Like when you go in to say something, you're just like, oh no, don't say that. Don't say. Okay. We're oh, it just saying. came out. And it just came. Okay. Okay. We'll work with it now. Work. Work with it as best as you can. And walk it back. Walk it back. You know. Try to walk it back if you can. But she didn't walk it back. And and the thing was, was at the point where she said the line that was the most, I agree with you, was the most reprehensible, which is you'll have to succeed to fail because mm-hmm. we all know this isn't going to work. Chris Harrison was trying to get her to offer an olive branch. He was, and he he, he was trying said, to find a middle ground to get to get he, to get this back to be yeah. He has happy. said he has said because um, he actually dates Lauren Zima, who is one of the top um, uh, producers. No, one of the top podcasters on and covers oh, okay. this, um, and all. And so he said in an interview with her today that that he was trying really hard to give her the chance to say, I know my son loves her. We'll try to, but she basically said the family's never going to accept her. Oh yeah, and um, and 
and all. So I can't say I disagree with her analysis. I think they're too different to make it work. And I think if the rumors are true and he was sleeping around after he broke up with Hannah Ann, I mean, it's, it's it's I, I, not gonna work. I, but yeah, I mean, I don't. There's he just liked it really difficult here. He had alternatives here. He had Kelsey, who, you know, I think if he had chosen the prettiest, it, I think she yeah. was really Champagne Gate would have been interesting as a bachelorette element. I yeah, and the number of people who would have brought champagne with them out into the limo would have been priceless. Yep, um, would have outdone the windmills. And she and, and and again, she even made a point during the women's tell-all, being that like, yeah, I freaked out probably way too much now that I see it in retrospect. When but, when I saw, but the, I had justification for why I freaked out. Yeah. So when when we saw the the women tell-all, I had already heard, and I think they even announced that morning that Claire was going to be the Bachelorette, but it was filmed ten days before that. And when I saw it, I thought, well, they, they were kind of gave her a chance to audition for the Bachelorette. Yeah, and then they went a different direction because I think because um, Peters was such a shit shit show, and they didn't want to so have the next Bachelorette season even associated with Peter. No, yeah, and I mean, knowing how it ended, I, 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 you know, as much as I as much as I love Victoria F for for, for being this giant monkey wrench in this entire situation, yeah, like I I. I would have Kelsey as a as a bachelorette. I mean, yeah. as much as I hated her in the very beginning because... Yeah, she was drama. She was very much drama, but, you know, during the Women's Tell All, she was very much, you know, repentant about it, and she seemed very sincere, and, you know, again, the producers and the way they're going to they're gonna shoot stuff and the way they're going to organize the stuff made her seem like a villain in the beginning, and eventually later on, I was just like, Okay, she's not crazy. She's not crazy. So let's so let's so let's handicap this for a second. Okay. Before we move on, uh, well, and we, this is kind of moving on. So so this season's ended. It mm -hmm. was a total shit show. Probably my least favorite season ever. Actually, really? yeah, that was just this is real crap. You'd have to go back to like Travis Stork, who obviously wasn't in love with anybody, but got himself a career out of being Doctor on Call. Um, he got himself a television show out of it. Wow. Um, so so he got what he came for. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm going to see how well you can handicap. So Bachelor in Paradise will feature six, seven, eight of these women. Okay. And then it'll feature, because to total, there's there's probably 14, 15 total women on, on Bachelor in Paradise by the time you've filtered the, the through the people coming and going. Yeah. People, so yeah. and and some of them will be from past seasons. So if you were to pick six, seven, eight women from this season who would be on Bachelor in Paradise, who what are, who are your picks? Well I would have said Hannah Anna at a certain point, but I just don't think she wants anything to do I, I think she probably sees herself as above it. And, although and, although Hannah Godwin didn't and came out quite well from it. I think that Hannah Ann, from my perspective right now, really does feel kind of jaded over this. Um, oh, she's and, participating in Bachelor Nation. I think she's she's in. I I could see her with a podcast. I could see her. Well, I, I see her doing other stuff at the end of the day. I just I think right now, especially like this has not been. I don't think this has done her any favors for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for the most. I, I think right now she wants a little bit of distance for the time being. 
Oh, and I think she can do better. And, and I think she can do better. Again, I think I think in another year or two, maybe she could be the Bachelorette. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody which, they could go might, back to. Which, which yeah. Somebody they could come back to here because they clearly have done that with Claire. Yeah. Um, okay. So so who who are your picks for Bachelor in Paradise from this cast? I would um, go ahead. You can pull up the cast. I'll give you a second. I, 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 yeah. I kind of have to because I yeah. I can't. I I can look at them by what they look like. I can't remember their damn fate. I can't remember their, their names. damn names to save yeah. my life. Yeah. Because um, they're just there's just so many of them. Oh, thank goodness, pictures. Yeah. Uh, and the official Bachelor website too on ABC. Yeah, they, there's a nice little little uh, little array of pictures. Uh, I I want to see if you. I'm gonna I'm gonna write a couple names here and and let's see if these are the ones you come up with. Um, I see Kara because she had quite a bit of a fiery personality on the show, and I think that would work well in Bachelor in Paradise. Um, if only just because clearly you always want fiery people that are going to be interesting, mm -hmm. good for the camera. Um, I think you will get Victoria F. Mm -hmm. Um, if only just because she yeah. was a bit of a train wreck during the entire time. Mm -hmm. I don't know how has she been really active on Bachelor Nation at all, or no? She's been laying low. She's been laying real low, but I agree with you. Lacey, Lacey laid low too, and she came back on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, years I, ago. I, I think a number of people might want to try to get Kelly on there, mm -hmm. but I think Kelly might be a little uh, too smart. I for don't. That. I don't think she'll do it. McKea, McKenna. Okay, that's on my list. Or yeah, Makia, yeah. she's going to be on there. I, I, yeah, she absolutely. She's, she's got the face that looks like she's beyond. She's she's a, she's a deadlock. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would pick her in a heartbeat to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, who else? Who else? Um, Tammy. Tammy has to be. She's on, on my. She's the she, first one Tam, on my list. Tammy. Yeah, Tammy has to be on there. She is a. Um, She's a firecracker is the best way to describe her, which is not a polite way to describe her. And, and actually, people, people who were live at the Women Tell All say that that got edited really funky because it wasn't nearly as nasty as it came off on screen. No, because it, it seemed really nasty on screen, but it didn't. But they she said it wasn't nearly and, and that everybody left, left in, in good In, in good, good spirits. In yeah. Good yeah. And, and so they said that was definitely edited. Um, because remember, they, they produced... Uh, 90 minutes worth of content out of six hours. Yeah, cause, and, that, and that's actually rather impressive considering like how much they must chop it up. Because again, they had what, Victoria F up there for like three hours, you said? Well, well. Um, oh, no, that was Luke P they had up there for like for three, three hours. hours. Yeah, because like, they were trying to force him to say something. But like yeah. when you look at it at the end, he was only up there for maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, if even. If, if yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I would choose, um, uh, I, I, I will throw a bit of a wild card in here, either Natasha or Sydney. Or do you have both of them on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's one of the two of those, I think. I think I, you I could think, have. I think you could have both. You think, have think, them come and go at different times. Yeah, like one of them starts and then you bring in if another you, one. Yeah, if you later. start with both of them, then you've got too much controversy to begin with. Yeah, and then um, uh, I think Kelsey will be on there, but I, don't, I think Kelsey I, will be on there too. I think yeah, I think Kelsey will be on there at the end of the day, and she'll make a point of joking about the champagne. Yeah. Um, Cyan. Oh, which one is that one? Or something with an S there. No, no, I don't see her on there. You don't see her on there. No, I, I. If she is, it'll be, it'll be. A bit, I think it'll be interesting, but I don't think. 
I just don't remember her being enough of interest for her to be on there at all. Because I don't, okay. re- I don't remember her being on a one-on-one date with Peter at all. I don't know that she was either. I thought it, she was an interesting contestant. I think a lot. I think a lot of the time, for especially for Bachelor in Paradise, you want somebody that's either been really interesting or at least gone on one of the one-on-one dates to get enough time to uh, get them. Okay, so so while we're predicting, who do you think from last season's cast might come back? Because because Bachelor in Paradise does that. Um, there are people that come back year after year. Bibliana's been on several times. Oh, my my boy Jordan's going to come back. I'd love to see Jordan back. Um, Except he got in a fist fight, so I don't know. Yeah, I think if he comes back this time, I mean, yeah, and the way he went out last time was just, I, I would like to see him back, if only just because I love, because I, I just enjoy Jordan to begin with, because he's, yeah. he's, he's very yeah, much, I agree. I think he's very much aware now, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of the bad guy, but everyone loves me as a bad guy. Yeah, so last time he got in a fist fight, so it'd be interesting to see if that stopped him from coming back, but I agree with you. Peter will be there. Peter. Peter. This Peter? Yes. Oh, wow, that'd be interesting. I, I, I'm putting, I'm, I, I'm, not I saying, I'm not saying as a contestant on there. Oh, as I, a visiting. As a well, visit. that's true, cause, because, you know, even Becca came back and visited when Colton was on, mm-hmm. um, I, I think, on Bachelor in Paradise. I think that Peter will visit. And maybe visit with Madison if that happens. Um, but if he visits without her, then it's very clearly that Madison, you know, was isn't going to be on there. And I and I don't. Okay, we'll handicap that next. Um, okay, so what do you think about like Tasha making or or John Paul? I could see John Paul coming back. Yeah, I can see John Paul coming back. I'm trying to remember past contest past yeah. contents here. Uh, Mike, Mike, I think could come, could come back. Be nice to have Mike back. I like um, Mike Johnson. Yeah, Mike Johnson. Um, Your token black guy. I don't. I don't like thinking of him as that, but I don't like thinking of him that either. But there's a diversity issue on this show. Yeah, I mean, this, we've never had like a black bachelor. We had a, no. We had I thought he was the perfect opportunity to do it. I was really disappointed when they didn't choose him. And and looking back on this show, I'm like really disappointed they didn't choose it. I'm trying to pull up the Bachelorette season here. Uh, well, because most of the bachelors will come from from Claire's season, and here's an interesting tidbit on Claire's season. We, we again, we still don't even know who is going to be the contestants. We do. Oh, well, we do know now. It was released on their Facebook page. Oh. There are 32 guys. They'll take 30 of them. Um, the average age is 20, 28. She's 39. Yeah, she'll that's... turn 39. Um, there are a bunch of 25 year olds. 20. There's I think the youngest is actually 23. 23 or 24. Um, the oldest guy is 42. She's 39. Perfectly appropriate. There are a couple of guys, 30, 29, 30, 33. Um, but it's it's not... A, yeah, I'm seeing it right now on the Cosmopolitan website. They're giving a little bit of... A flavor of it? Yeah, they're giving a little bit of profiles. I got everybody in these one-shots here. Oh, wow. Oh, this redhead's getting... This great... You know, there's a red in here named Ellis. He just with that name alone, he's gonna be on Bachelor in Paradise. There you go. I I can I can already see him on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, uh, I I can see how the house is gonna break down because there's definitely gonna be sort of a, a old guys versus young guys thing. Yeah, because you you can clearly kind of see uh, there's you've a, got a, te- a good ten year difference and more between ooh, a lot of these guys. There's one guy here, Brett, who's forty two years old. You know, yeah, the old guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and he was good looking, but he has he has like a fifteen year old son and a like 
12-year-old son or something like that. Yeah, but that, that might work out a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. again, I mean, cause again, I mean, like... If you're going to be a stepmom, at least you're not walking in on the early years. Yeah, and at bare minimum here, like, if you're walking in on it here, like, you're walking in on mostly well-adjusted people yeah. that could potentially see you in that particular case. And by the time you get to that point where you're in a relationship with them, you're what, like, they're 13 and 16 at this point here? Like, yeah. They're within reason. Yeah. Um, oh, God, who else is there? Um, there's this Josh E. guy. This guy looks like he was meant to be punched in the face. No it's, offense to Josh. Well, I mean, I when I was when I was flipping through it, taking a look, I um, I thought it was interesting. She's, she's a, a hairdresser, so she's I mean, a it's Tyler not like... guy right now. Tyler is an attorney who boxes in his free time. Yeah. He's a guy who will be. He's a guy who even if he doesn't, even if he gets loose, let loose in like the third. Ceremony, he could be on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, because again, I mean, I think, I think if if you Bachelor you're, Bachelor in Paradise, I, I, I would say even more so on the men's side. It's true on the women's side too, but on the men's side, Bachelor in Paradise really tends towards. Um, Ooh. Oh wow! Uh, really, really physically inclined guys, guys who look good in swim trunks. Oh, there's this Noah E. The guy, he's got a porn stash going on, and I'm. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, sorry. Is that not? Is that not a? Oh, step? I saw him. He was one of the late people. He's 25. He's 25. Yeah. That's yeah. He, when, matter of fact, when I saw his picture, I said, "Oh, good, another older guy." And it's not another older guy. He looks older. He, no, he look. He looks like he's in his mid 20s. Does he? Okay. He, yeah, he looks like he's in his mid 20s, but um, like that, that stash is not working for him. Yeah. And he really looks like he's trying to to build up the stash. I, I, uh, I, oof. I, I I see him as a contestant though. I see him by the fourth rows. Okay, so he so they they start filming this tomorrow night. Oh, okay. That's why you're getting this released. Okay. So so it starts filming Oh, oh my goodness. Here's your next bachelor right here. Mike T. Okay, so what is Mike T? More details T B D. Oh more de- <laughs> Well at least he's thirty eight, he's Canadian. But they haven't told you anything about him because they don't know anything about him. No, he does. No, I guess. So, so here's 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 what I understand. Was. So, so in the past, the average age for women has been 26, and the average age for men has been 28. Yeah, that seems okay. like a. It seems like and, a good and 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 the cast tend to be young, specifically because you need to be in an age of your life where you can take off from a job. I can't take off from my job for oh, for I... for. Three weeks, four weeks. I at a barely shop. think I could. I could do it in my job, but even yeah. in my in my case right now, if only just because my job's somewhat fluid. Yeah, so you need to be in a position where you don't have a lot of financial obligations. You probably don't own a home or any of those things that require mortgage payments, um, and um, and you have a job that that you could easily replace if you lose. Uh, you don't have necessarily a career, so. Or, or you work for your family business. There have been a number of people who worked for a family business. Or you work in a career that there's always opportunities. Like when we had, um, was it not Hannah's season, but the previous one, Becca's season, we had a pro wrestler on there. We did, yeah. And I was actually kind of excited for the pro wrestler. Yeah. Because there's a guy that, hey, yeah, he could literally step away for... Ali's season had a pro wrestler as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I totally get that, because you could step out of the storyline for a while. You could step, you could step out of storylines, or especially if you're in, like, the independent scene right now, you could you could stop doing that for a number of weeks. Yeah, and and yet, kids. when you came back, 
you'd, you'd have, have a built-in audience. You'd have yep. a built-in audience, or you'd at least have built-in storylines and directions you could go, and, or p- things people could right. play yeah, off well, of. Well, and the other people who do well on it are people who are in sales, and in part because sales is on commission, but also in part because this, who you know. this boosts your sales. Yeah, it's because then at that point, it's who you know. You well, people, you you're trying, can you point. imagine cold calling somebody and saying, this is, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, I'm calling for this, and there's, are you the... You're the person I saw on Bachelorette, and they're they're gonna say, yeah, oh, absolutely, I'll meet with you. Yeah. So so um so even just to get the conversation then. Yeah. Or you're the realtor, like somebody for somebody like Tammy. Oh, you're the realtor I saw on on Bachelor. Yeah. No, no. So, yeah. There's some jobs in which you come out a lot better. A lawyer is one of those weird ones because again, you you're you so, could destroy your reputation. Kelly didn't. I, I but you could. And I think Kelly was I of all the cases there. I think Kelly was the most most cognizant of that notion that well, had, she, had she had she done this incorrectly or had she made herself a bigger because mind you we didn't really even know Kelly existed until like episode four or five until like episode five well no when she walked up the first night he said I'm so glad you're here he didn't know she was coming they had met in a hotel lobby by accident she was at a wedding he was at a wedding and she was at a reunion and they had met and um, he was he was like, I was so hoping you were going to be here. And they did always talk about, the, you know, sort of the, the kismet of having met before the show and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. But again, so I always, I always did feel like they had a bit of a connection. It just never developed. On screen. But, yeah, but at that but, point, though, but, my but thing was that. I want, I'm going to give you something to think about really okay. quickly. Okay. So do you remember she got just a, a glowing edit? She got, had a really nice edit. No controversy. That's why I think she's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise because at the end of the day, she didn't they might get it. want it, but I don't think she's going to do it. Do you think but, she got the glowing edit because of the way the season went by the time they got there? No, let let me let me finish this thought. Okay, she got a glowing edit right until the episode before Hometown Dates, mm-hmm. right? So she got a glowing edit all the way up through episode is that episode six or episode seven? Seven. Seven, I think. Okay, so um, I actually have that here somewhere. Anyway. Um, she got this glowing edit, and then suddenly she got a vilified edit that seemed very out of place, where they clipped her being snarky and saying that he, she couldn't believe that Peter would choose these other two women, and it was a nasty little edit, but only for the one episode. Mm-hmm. So I want you to think about when that episode aired. Think about it date-wise. Smack so in, in like the middle. First, first, like the first or second week of February? And when were the rumors that, that she had slept with Peter? I, I do you remember? Know. Do you remember when I, I said right after Super Bowl there were rumors so that she's right left around the right around the first week of February then? Yeah. So she got the nasty edit a week or so after there were rumors posted on Reddit that she that she had uh, slept with Peter when they met up someplace. Do you think that's the reason why? Well, if, you know, if the, it, and and then she the didn't timeline get, kind of would fit. She and then she didn't get invited to the women the women tell all. Which would have been taking place the week after that. Okay, I could I could see the the, the situation. I can see the uh, I can see the lines. I can see the dots. So so if the producers were really pissed at her because nobody could understand why she wasn't there, and the only excuse Chris Harrison gave was well because we didn't really think she was key to the plot, but they had people that were there on night one who got let go, so we're never in it. Yeah, that's the one I always never understand. Like, why would yeah, you? Have somebody, why would you bring that back? Yeah. Why would you bring somebody who was there on night one who wasn't even? But but you wouldn't include Kelly who made it to the final five. 
Yeah. So, so. But then why bring her back at the very tail end here then? Because if if Madison walked out, then you needed to be able to have somebody he could he could ask on a date. But, but again, the, uh, but then it seems like we need you, not like would you be a part of this? Oh, I understand that, but but you don't know if at that point she really kind of hopes to to maybe date Peter. So. So, well, that makes sense here, I guess. So, so so therein lies your your mystery. So now moving on to to your your homework for last week, we already talked about you you saw the the um, bachelor the happy, happy hour. hour. Yep, and I read the flare article. And you read the flare article, and then you listened to a podcast by my favorite, which is Reality Steve. On Luke P. On Luke P. Now Luke P. was a character that we all all really disliked. He was just self righteously Christian and, and oh, evangelical, absolutely. and and I say that as a as a mom who teaches Sunday school. So. Um, he and and pious and really um it wasn't his beliefs it's how he carried it yeah and and he and so i wanted you to listen to uh reality steve interview him and again this is the difference between a sort of sanctioned bachelor nation podcast and a freelance podcast yeah that, okay? that, was, that was very evident in this okay so so what did you think of that interview I always love behind the scenes sort of stuff. I, I'm, I, again, I am the kid who, I am the guy who literally went out and bought the Lord of the Rings DVD collection, the old school version where it had like, I think the grand total of all three collect, all three movies had somewhere in the neighborhood of like 22 to like 26 some odd hours of just behind the scenes footage. Like I love, I, I mean, I love my old Star Wars DVDs from when they did the prequels because they have like these glowing hour and a half two hour sort of bits and like oh this is how we came up with here's how we did the lightsaber fights yeah. and here's how we kind of figure out jar jar binks and all this other stuff like i love behind the scenes stuff and i really appreciate reality steve's uh take on it because reality steve is is very clearly coming from a non-biased but clearly an informed he's opinion. yeah he's a former sportscaster yeah and so he's coming from a he's coming from a well-informed position because he clearly knows the topic and knows the cast uh, was very clearly aware of all of his notes when he got in there as far as the episodes and what happened. So he was very well prepared, and I'm pretty sure he had an idea of what Luke P was going to be like, but didn't try to. He was not force kind. He was not kind to Luke P in his because he does both a blog and a podcast. Okay. And in his he does recaps and um, and in his recaps he was not kind to Luke. Because that seems very counter to the podcast where he seems like he was giving Luke all the chance of the world to explain himself and Luke you know certainly tried to explain himself but I think he had certain times as well reality Steve was very much offering Luke um, the noose and hoping that he would take it mm -hmm. um, but I find him very even-handed no I've, and I found I found I found him you know I found it actually very refreshing because it very much felt like I was getting his unbiased opinion at the end of the day and I was getting the most reality most honest version of what this conversation would have been like yeah um and he and I mean again and he made a point of saying afterwards that like you know that was you know there's a lot of stuff stuff i do disagree with at the end of the day but you know you can't argue with how you know you can't argue it, it felt like he wasn't arguing at the end of the day with what luke said but more or less the way luke came off at the end yeah and he still and, disagreed and, with with how luke presented 
the certain topics and yeah. situations. And, and even Luke, you know, is not a choir boy throughout this, and he and he admits he, some he of his own it, faults, yeah. but you know, like you get the impression that like I'm admitting what I did wrong, but I'm still making it look as pretty as it. I'm still shining up this piece of crap as much as possible. But don't we? Yeah, we all. But we all know this is a piece of crap. But we all do that too. Oh, so, oh, so yeah, I'm going to present it from my perspective, and my perspective doesn't look as bad to me as. But I think one of the interesting things was he talks about um, what's referred to as Frankenbiting. Yeah, and that seemed, that was very clear in this. That there were yeah. a number of instances where. Uh, like uh, during the the hometown where she basically let him go at that point, or no, the fantasy suites where um, apparently the way it seemed is like that it had been chopped up dramatically by comparison, which kind of does ring true because when you look at his face, he looks just like, wait, what? Like he looks very startled and almost like, no, that what? Well, and he would, he says that there were there were scenes left out of the hometown date that would have explained why he had the conclusion that she wasn't going to sleep with anybody in the fantasy suite. Yes. Um, and and there's lots of stuff on the internet about um, his his belief and his friends friends that were present said that Hannah said, oh she's not going to use the ba- the fantasy suite dates for sex. She was going to use them to get to know people better. Yeah, and that's when you had said that people tend to uh, do that at the end of that. Yeah, that some do and. Um, and also, that's why he had the belief. That's why he didn't think there was anything wrong with him promoting that subject because he thought he had already understood. Because again, he explains about the entire thing. He had a he had some sort of connection with her that was a lot more. Well, deeper. he got he got the the first impression, Rose. Mm-hmm. And um, and honestly, he and he explained, you know, that he got the first impression, Rose, because he, he, the two of them had you know, an honest, you know, sort of talk. Faith, Faith-based. Faith-based, and that at the end of the day, it seemed like he was out for her rather than everyone else trying to, you know, seeming somewhat artificial throughout the entire early well, and, and And that ties with, during during um, her season, she kept referring to, but I have a connection with him, and none of us ever understood what that connection was. No, none of us understood what on earth that, that, but that listening, was. Yeah, but listening to him... I felt like I understood that better. Oh no! They yeah. had they had a faith based connection where they both were from the South for one, but they both um, came from sort of the same evangelical um, faith. No, well, yeah, it, it was very clear that listening to him was very much the ah, that's where this is coming from, sort of. Element. And that and we the, didn't get to see. It, and so one of the things he talks about uh, um, with respect to the fantasy suite dates. Um, is that um, that the scene was chopped up and shown out of order? Yeah, that that was the other thing that he got a lot of freak, that he, a lot of his stuff got Frankenbited. Frankenbited and just it to just muddled halfway to hell. Um, and and watching it and learning about it now, like you know what, that can make sense. I could I could totally get that. I can totally see now where that's. Um, the case at the end of the day that like yeah that I could I could see that at the end of the day even if I'm like at the end of the, even if I'm in the back of my mind it's like well but the way he presents it at least it gives you that impression so well I could, and and I mean Charlene Joint who was a contestant on um, Juan Pablo season 
you know, she talks about frankenbiting, and when she sees it, a lot of times in her in her blog, she points it out. Oh, good. She points. She'll point out. She, um, you know, if you looked, and she'll even show clips of it. She'll embed clips. Oh, okay. Um, she'll, even better. She, yeah, she'll she'll say, see. You don't. You're not seeing them speak. You're only seeing the side of their face. They're only seeing the back of their head. You're not. You're seeing them nod, but you don't know what they're nodding in regards to. You, you're you're hearing the words, but you're not seeing them speak. That's frankenbiting, and she's and she's very um, very quick to point it out when she sees it. She's also very quick to point out inconsistencies with with things that prove that that uh, a particular scene was filmed after the fact, which we talked about happens quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, the interviews where they're wearing something similar but not exactly the same. As and usually what you wear. look at, if you look at how somebody's eyebrows appear, how long their hair is, uh, maybe earrings, something like that. Yeah. Um, you can sort of tell whether it's not, it looks close to the same, but it's not exactly the same. Mm. And, they, and they carry specific props with them so that they can film these ITMs in the moments. Yeah. Um, after the fact. Now, I... I, I think I pointed out to you last night that I thought some of the stuff that was filmed with Hannah Ann from right before the proposal mm -hmm. where she's uh, having it in the moment and she's like getting ready and everything it's well like... and uh, yeah so it's clipped in between she's getting ready and you see this full backdrop but the backdrop clearly isn't her hotel room no it's it's something else and I think those were filmed I think her hair looked slightly different I think those were filmed after the fact okay yeah. Because it, it helped fit the narrative of, of uh, her being uncertain, and then we find out she gets dumped. So I think those were probably filmed after the fact. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Okay. So the other piece of homework I gave you was Unreal. Did you manage to, to catch an episode of They're Unreal? downloading right now. Okay. Because I, I, I have Netflix, but I don't have Hulu. Oh, okay. Because I don't, I, and I couldn't remember what they were on. And um, yeah, and, that, and the only thing, and, and the only reason I have Netflix is because I tend to find a lot more of my Japanese animation in in a dub no, form. You don't have there. to judge, yeah. So uh, and I um, enjoy watching a lot of TV shows as of late until I find uh, something. Unreal is un, Unreal is at times really cringeworthy, um, and it it shows the you know the the hypothetical filming of something exactly like The Bachelor. Um, and it shows all the manipulation. Um, there's also a couple of podcasts out there where they interview uh, a woman who was a producer for 10 years. And she doesn't spill all the beans, but she spills some. And one of the ones she spills is that there is there are storyboards. And as much as there, um, there are always, always cameras on, mm -hmm. always filming. Um, Which must and, be a nightmare for whoever has to organize all that. Well, and there's and there's a, a screening room that's real time with two people in it who are taking notes and marking minutes. Oh yeah. So that they know when there's usable footage. Mm -hmm. So that so that you don't have to. So they they actually. So you're not because again otherwise you'd be looking through all these what, like yeah s almost sixty four or five yeah four or five cameras sixty yeah. seventy days worth of film over the course of like dozens of cameras yeah so um so so there are a couple of people always um in a viewing room who are who are taking notes and marking marking film um but she said she you know she was asked um you know there are people doing that and who's who's really um in control and she said really the people in control are the storyboard people because the storyboard people tell you what you need to film and the storyboard people 
tell you what the ITMs need to be. So what questions the producers are asking or what sort of responses they're trying to elicit from the contestants so and the lead. So they the storyboards while the show is going, not There's in the, the story, post-production. This, yeah, not in the post-production. So, so the storyboards are, are going while the, uh, while the filming's going, and it's one of those things where they kind of know where it's headed, and they're a couple days ahead on the storyboards mm. and trying to force the story to fit them. Okay. And that goes back to something that I'd heard with Ashley Salter, which again is the girl who said this pomegranate she thought was an onion. I don't know if you remember that season. She was a blonde and she was so ditzy and they kept her around and couldn't understand why. Well, the reason why was because the person you had one-on-one was a completely different person. She was actually quite bright. Was that she'd walked in and seen the storyboards and realized what what was up and decided just to have fun with it. Yeah, and then, absolutely. You know, again, if I saw if I saw what the storyboard was and I was like, Yeah, I know it's probably not me at the end of the day, so let's make it interesting. And I'm that guy at the end of the day. I'm also that guy at the end of the day that, you know, if I really didn't like one of the contestants I was going to send away, I'd call her up for the final rose. It's like, can you go get Ashley? I want, can you go get Ashley for me? Well, okay, so so (coughs) one of the questions that was asked was, um, was, uh, are there people that are uh, kept around? She said, absolutely. She's, you know, um, she's very honest about the idea that um, that the lead really does know, you know, what who their top four, five, six are pretty early on. Yeah. And it, and so then the producers say, that's fine. Um, I'll give you a one-on-one date with that that person, but you know, can you keep this, this, and this? Yeah. Because the they, plants. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the plants because they make good story. Yeah. I would suggest that McKenna was one of those on this season. I never saw Peter having any interest in McKenna. Oh, no, me neither. I I'm, I thought Victoria F. for a long time was a plant as well because she was just, it was so difficult with, with her the entire time. Yeah, but time. he was always really... Um, <coughs> always smitten with her in some way like it was that was a sexual thing i think he was she she exudes a certain uh sensuality and i think he was really attracted to that okay so i think that's i think that's what what that was about i could i could i could see that like a physical chemistry okay yeah Yeah. and there's always going to be some of that oh it would be surprised if most of it isn't that initially if you talk to past contestants like ali fedotowski um, said she knew on night one um, and and the person she knew on night one did end up being the person she, she ended up with but um, she said you know when you're first going through this you're going to go for whoever you're physically attracted to and, and you're going you're gonna to pick the couple guys you're really physically attracted to and then work it from there. Oh absolutely. So um, you know she said the initial the initial things are all Based on that, well, you don't have the time of day to get to most. Well, and she said, "There's no way you're going to get to know really who anybody is in ten minutes." No, no, there's no. Which totally puts to waste the idea of speed dating. Well, I mean, it's all about the impression you leave. Yeah, it is all about the impression you leave. Yeah. So, so in this week's show notes, what I'm going to give you are, again, a a number of different um, source sites. Cool. um, To look at information. and a couple of snarky things. So I'm going to give you a couple of, of uh, parodies. There have been various Ooh. people who have parodied. Um, I love you a good parody. Yeah. So you're going to get some SNL and, and uh, yes. yeah, some good parody. 
um, in, including including a um, insurance commercial, which you may have seen. So, and, and my point my point in doing this is that um, the that this particular genre, um, which has been copied a, a, a couple of different ways, there's something called Temptation Island, an absolute piece of crap, which I've also watched uh, with much interest, um, and it's worse um, because they're they're I mean they've read threesomes on that show. We've had Beauty and the Geek. You had Beauty and the Geek. Oh. You had Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire. Um, you've had you have uh, sixty day or what ninety day fiance. Yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah. Or heard of that one. Yeah. So so along with the Bachelor franchise, you have a bunch of people who have, have done various takeoffs of this. Yeah. Um, because it's been successful. And my point is that it's really become a part of our culture. So much so that you would even produce a commercial that parodied it to sell insurance. Well, I think I think at the end of the day here, like if you're going to put that... In, when does that commercial come on? It probably only comes on during the Bachelor or Bachelor. I've seen it. I've seen it at various times, but oh. but um, but that that'll be part of your part of your show notes is is just my attempt to, to show you how how um, very uh, brazen some of these can be. Well, how how very much a part of a, our culture this has become. Oh, I mean, I mean, one of the interesting things today is if you went on CNN mm -hmm. on on that CNN dashboard, there was a there was an article for for uh, who Peter chose. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so it was in Cosmopolitan, it was in Entertainment Tonight, but it was also in um, the uh, New York Times. Okay. Everybody, if, if you went and looked, if you scanned news today for Peter Weber, mm -hmm. you would have seen that it was published in just about everything. Everything from People Magazine, where you expect to see it, yes. to, um, to the Washington Post. Okay. Everybody had an article. Um, most of them slamming Barb, which go Barb. Um, Again, well, but, I have I have my own idea for a batch for a, a version of Bachelor. Well, they're talking about having a Bachelor senior and having Barb co-host it, but oh no, um, no, 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 I got it better. It's even better. Yeah, and you realize that Madison was on the date where she had a renewal vows, and she'll always be in those pictures. Just karma. Um, oh. But uh, but it is a part of it is a part of our culture and and well and and it got it had its high view, viewing audience in six years last night. Really? Yeah, but they they hyped it. Remember, they had all the they things. kept hyping it. I know they quite kept hyping a bit. it and and um, and you get lots of previews of it and and there is just a and there's so much source material for it mm -hmm. um, in support of it in different ways. Um, there there got to be two dozen podcasts. I would assume at minimum, probably. Yeah, so um, so it's interesting to see exactly how much it has become part of our culture. But I think at the point where you have a commercial that parodies it, it really is embedded. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I I would recommend anybody, even with just the, f even if you think this is all just a giant garbage fire at the end of the day, to just watch one season. It's, I. I Again, I if you had asked me like a couple of years ago, like, oh, do you want to watch The Bachelor? I would have been like, no, I'm, a, I'm a dude. I, I'm not going to watch this. That's, that's but crazy you're, but but on the flip side, you're tremendously accurate at sort of guessing who he's into and where it's going. On both on both genders. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 there's a certain element I think where if you read the duff of the tea leaves, you can kind of see where things are going. Um, 
but then also at the same time that like you can kind of see who's getting a lot of and again it goes back to take your storyboards what's getting a lot of play here which which individuals are getting a lot of play um, and you can kind of make your accurate guesses who's staying and who's not staying based well, off of who off of that in a lot of cases like who's gotten screen time who's not gotten screen time and also like in a lot of cases like who's been talking a big game it's like you know oh I, 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 well what I think is sad is that you used to you used to almost always have have a happy ending even if it only lasted for a couple of months yeah. but you had you had somebody being cast aside and you had somebody being proposed to and you had the happy couple on the after the final rose and we haven't had that now for five or six seasons um they've gotten more and more bizarre with the endings and i and i hope that stops because at some point it be, just becomes a mockery if it isn't about actually finding your soulmate on your journey well the part of the problem there is that the you can probably correlate that with the cast that's been on the, on the show. More As they get, yeah. Is that the cast has gotten a lot younger. There are not as many professionals in there in a lot of cases. Again, I mean, and this is not to say that um, some of these contestants aren't lawyers and who's to say that, you know, the sales manager or, or something is not a, not a, you know, a valid career at the end of the day. But there's a lot of models and there's a lot of people with very personal trainers personal trainers you know these you know i still love the guy that was a cologne expert a cloneosaur god like yeah yeah no i mean you have yeah so over and and we talked about this last week that over the years um with the advent of social media and how much social media has um, changed over a short period of time, you get more and more of the influencers and yeah. people who's, who are on for what we termed the wrong reasons. And, and that's my thing here at the end of the day. You get a lot, I would imagine that the reason why you've had far more or less successful sort of ventures is that you've had a lot of people that are on the show, probably not for the right reason re reasons at all, but you get a lot of, People that are not in professions that are trying to actually do it at the end of the day. Yeah, we, we've, I, had, we've had a professional dog walker. No, there's no such thing as a professional dog walker. Dog walker. She thought she was. Look, if you're a professional dog walker, I think she went. To, I, I, I have. She went I, I've seen concerns about how six. you know, like, I, I don't know how that could be a business unless you're in like the Beverly Hills. Yeah, no, so I mean, it's interesting, and, and the cast members have changed over the years, and not, not in a good way. And you see that, in, the, in again, the age of the cast, too. Yeah, and again, I mean, it seems I think like it's getting past, younger it was and younger. Yeah, it's getting younger and younger. I, I think almost if you skewed it toward, like, having more of an average age of, like, the women, and, like, they're maybe there in their 28s and 27s, or yeah. 29s, and you could certainly have the men in their early 30s, you know, yeah. with some professions here, like... Because then when you look at it, like, those are the kind of people that really do want to fall in love. Somebody and and in are in a own... good, yeah, and in a good position to do so. Yeah, because, and, and, you know, they would have they would have had a lot more life experience at that point and maybe had a much more stable kind of element of a job or or even at worst, like, these are the people that really want to get fall in love versus somebody who's in their mid or early 20s. You got, you know, there's an element of, like, well, I will find somebody eventually, but I want to find somebody right now. You've got, you feel like you can stretch out. Well, the time. I mean, here your final two were both twenty-three. Yeah, and, I, they, they, and I'm not saying that you can't get married at twenty-three or. or well, I mean, year. I would say last night um, you had two twenty-three-year-olds who struck me as very mature, and 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 yeah. handled it well. Because Madison, after all that diatribe from um, from Barb, Barb was still um, very. 
pleasant with her at the end of the day. She, she said, I love Peter. I love and respect Peter, and therefore I love and respect his family, and I'm not going to say anything bad about them. Yeah. Barb doesn't agree with that, but... No, but but I think Madison took the high road. And um, and, and for a 23-year-old, I find that very mature. So, but, but I mean, it, it saddens me that, that, you know, neither one of those women are in a position really to get married yet. No, I... You're hoping for a long engagement, you know? I would like The Bachelor maybe at the end of the day. Maybe it's not you getting married at the end of the day, but you get to start this long-term relationship. And 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 people have argued for that for a long time. You know, like, you know, I'm okay with not getting proposed to, but, you know, let's let's start this relationship, you know. Well, Chris Harrison a- answered a question about that today, and he said, well, they're never told they have to. Of course, it's what we'd like, but they're never told they, they have to. And and I don't think that's true. Bring on I think, a jeweler. You bring on a jeweler. I think it goes beyond the that. I think the I think is you kind of have to do that. Every single one of like like Juan Pablo got a horrible edit. I mean, they they not only drove the bus over him, they backed it up three or four times. He got a horrible <laughs> edit, and he got a horrible edit. I think because he wouldn't propose because he refused, and um, and so I think most of the leads understanding how edits can go, mm-hmm. having been through the process as a contestant. Oh, yeah. Um, and understanding how that game gets played are probably pretty careful to deliver what production wants because they don't want that bad at it. Yeah. So I think I think that happens. And I think the likelihood of somebody not proposing, Colton didn't propose, but, but he would have if Cassie had been willing. Um, and, and he jumped the fence and he was worth good money just for that. So, um, but I think had... Um, had Peter not proposed, especially how unhappy viewers were with his season because he was so indecisive and viewed as being wishy-washy. Do you think? Do you think? Which do you think is? Which do you think fans will get? Will give a better result to Peter's season or Colton's season? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I think Colton's season because at least you felt like he dismissed the other. He had other options when Cassie left. Mm-hmm. Tasha was still there, and Hannah Hannah Goodwin was still there. So he had other options when Cassie left. And he said, no, I'm in love with her. She's left, but I'm going after her. Okay. And, and he let the other two go. And I think that, I think last night when, when he proposed to Hannah Ann, did you believe a word he was saying in terms of, of she's my person? I've actually never really believed him whenever he says it. He, he, he's been so flighty about all these different things. And the minute something bad might potentially happen he's he's like a wilting flower i was like oh swooning it almost yeah i'm just like yeah and i especially as we got toward the very end here like i i felt more like he was going through the motions because this is how he thought it was supposed to go yeah people were excited that peter was going to be the bachelor i think a lot of people were looking forward to a really good season um with colton people weren't excited well I, i think because when he left he left the season um, on the top of a windmill. Well, Peter left on the top of a windmill. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, you know, Peter certainly, Peter seemed like, oh, it's this dashing pilot. You know, they, yeah. they give him a nice edit during yeah. Hannah, Hannah G's season. season yeah. Um, as were Colton, I don't know if he got, you know, like. During Becca's season? During yeah. Becca's season, he got he got sort of a, a I'm a virgin edit that wasn't real favorable. Tia was still interested in him. Um and and asked Becca to of sorts to let him go, um, yeah. And and because uh, Tia had had met him earlier, 
Um, so there were, uh, you know, a number of things like that that, that kind of inter intervened. Um, and he, you know, he got, he got, I think, a decent edit, but not a, a, an outstanding edit. People weren't excited for him, but I would say if you were to choose between the two seasons, they liked his better. Uh, Pilot Pete was, was widely panned by everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. trying to think who else will be on the, um, it will be on uh, Bachelor in Paradise here. Oh, they got all these giant mug shots. Couldn't you just get... You oh, oh, you're looking looking at Claire's guys? No, no, I'm looking at um, Hannah G's guys here. I'm trying, oh, to, okay. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remind myself because it's been a year since I've had to see a lot of I them. I don't think Tyler needs to. He's got a professional modeling career, so I don't see him doing it. Could you bring Jed back since he's not dating anybody? Maybe. No, I think you use him for uh, the song season they're doing a bachelor. oh they're doing that right now yeah i mean that starts next week apparently they start yeah that's already week. filmed though yeah but i think you have him in that because that's more interesting yeah okay yeah and that's more up his up his, up it, his it, that, that plays more to his strengths at the end of the day yeah and you can say oh yeah well here it'd be kind of interesting if you had um see i can see a version of the bachelor where you know when they start going to when they start traveling after like the third yeah uh, after the, after the third. Although they have announced with Claire's season they're not going to do any international tra travel because of coronavirus. Well, I'm I'm be a little bit more surprised they travel at all at this point. They'll travel within the United States, but it'll be interesting to see where. Ooh, well, let's go to Hawaii. You know, you can get a ticket to Hawaii for $200 today. I know. It's pretty sad. Well, you can get a lot of things really cheap right now, except for uh, toilet paper and... Uh, and sanitary scenes, yeah, yeah sanitary so, wipes. So, um, okay, all right. So, um, we will be posting our show notes as always. Thank you for joining the Nerd Tutorial Podcast. You can catch us on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. And uh, and show notes will be posted, and you'll get some links to some interesting uh, support information for the Bachelor and Bachelorette. We'll have a new topic next week as well. Okay. And we haven't decided on it yet, but I have ideas. I have I have a couple of ideas as well. We'll have to talk about it here afterwards. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So thank you for joining us. And that's all for now. I'm, I'm your rosy mom. And I'm your nerdy tutor. Thank you. See you again next time. Bye. Bye.